Welcome to the podcast at AntiqueAuctionForum.com. This show is sponsored by Gemmer. Collect and connect at Gemmer.com. Well, I'm here at the Boston Museum of Fine Arts, and I'm joined by Karen Haas, and she is the Lane Curator of Photographs. photographs. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So I'm here to talk about the exhibition, and it's called, what is the name of it again? It's called Unfinished Stories. That's right. And as you know, all pictures tell a story, and the, this is such a great collection. Can you talk about, first of all, the um, the owner, uh, the originator of where this material came from, and what inspired him to collect the way he did? Yes, this exhibition, uh, which is up until February of next year, we're very excited, is uh, celebrating a gift of more than a thousand snapshots from Peter J. Cohen, a collector in New York City. He began collecting snapshots about 25 years ago, just by chance, at a flea market in New York City, and basically has never looked back. He now has one of the very largest collections of this material anywhere. Uh, he's never counted, but he knows it's over 50,000 photographs. And he very generously offered us uh, a, a gift of this material, and we, as a group of curators, went down and looked at the material together and put together this group of more than 1,000, um, and there are more than 300 in the exhibition. And what will you be doing with the other 700? Yes. <laughs> We have cataloged them, we are putting them into our database, photographing them so we have documentation of them, and we foresee that we'll be using them in many different ways in the future, we hope in future exhibitions, and certainly in our study room here mm -hmm. in Prince Drawings and Photographs. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if you could explain exactly the different themes, you said that when you, the three curators went to his apartment or house or whatever, that you all kind of went off in different directions. And can you describe the, the uh, way these things were laid out? Yes. So uh, in his apartment, these works are stored in these bright orange and red boxes with these wonderful titles at the ends of the boxes. Everything from women on lawns, people on poles, hula madness, people wearing hula skirts, um, to broader categories of men, women, children, couples, uh, airplanes, trains. So really all kinds of amazing different uh, categories. And we've tried in the exhibition to sort of follow his categories. So we've, these themes are the way we've organized the exhibition. But as you said, um, when we arrived in New York, we really were unprepared for what we would find. Mm -hmm. And we still laugh about the fact that the three of us who normally work on very different types of, you know, fine art photography ranging across the whole history of the field, we really were unprepared for sort of the things that drew us to them. So one of my colleagues, for example, was really excited by the more abstract um, qualities of, say, the double exposures. I was drawn to, because I was working on a Gordon Parks project and looking at African-American families, I was drawn to the portraits of African-Americans, for example. Um, we all were caught up in the humor of these pictures, and often the, you know, they're very lively, very active. They're just incredibly appealing to uh, study and look at. Now, it's mostly the 20th century. Yes, mostly 20th century and mostly American. Mm-hmm. And is there, was there any 
uh, particular way he collected? Like, um, for instance, is it just plain snapshots of any type of genre situation going on that he just appealed to him? I understand he bought on eBay. He bought in shops. Mm-hmm. He, he just bought and bought. He trades with other collectors, too. So Mm -hmm. within this community of collectors who all seem to know each other and we're starting to get to know as well. Um, For example, everyone knows that Peter is particularly interested in multiple exposures and sort of oddities of of, um, exposure. So things that have kind of light leaks or solarization or sort of strange effects in them. People know that those are things that Peter is interested in and will often save aside for him or wow. trade with him for other things. So yes, it's really um, it's really common for collectors of snapshots to um, choose categories um, that are very specifically because, as you can imagine, otherwise you'd just be so overwhelmed. There's such variety, mm. but Peter, I think, is particularly voracious and interested in many more categories than uh, than is often the case. Yeah. And these are basically like orphaned photographs. Right. Really. And yes. They've, they've become uh, or come untethered mm-hmm. or now are no longer connected to the families, the yeah. albums, the places they belonged. And so they are these kind of mute objects. They're very tantalizing and they remind us of the sort of talisman-like quality of photographs, that object quality that many of us remember. Things like, um, you know, the wallet photograph. Nowadays, we only experience photographs, it seems, on screens, on our phones. Um, We're fascinated by the deckled edges, the decorative borders, the creases, the trimmed off edges, you know, in order to get it behind that plastic window in your wallet, for example. Right, right. Um, a lot of times I've gone in and I've been in the auction business, grew up in it. And my father used to make a joke about calling them instant ancestors when you buy something like that. But um, a lot of times you will get into estates where uh, the family tree is stopped. Yeah. And there's all these photographs that a lot of times they were getting just plain tossed out. Yes. And I will say that the other thing that's quite impressive about Peter's, the number of uh, works that are, aren't in Peter's collection is that he tends to buy really one or two or three photographs at a time. He doesn't buy whole, you know, big boxes the way some people are more inclined to do. He hmm. tends to buy very, uh, very individually. And um, so it really tells you how, how passionate he is about this material that he is collecting that way and still has more than 50,000. That's amazing. It's, it's sort of a I liken it to someone having an eye for art. So he has an eye for something that's intriguing that was captured in a photograph. Right, because you think about, I mean, when I went looking through my snapshot album to find the little portrait we used um, at the beginning of the show, most people's snapshots are pretty conventional, pretty banal every day. They all start to look alike. Um, But Peter has a real knack for finding the oddball, the strange and wonderful among the the conventional and, and less exciting things. Um, a while back, I, I mentioned to you earlier, I did a podcast with a gentleman that's involved in the Rescued Film Project, and some of the things that he has developed are really, really interesting. And it it is, you know, there is an element of sadness to this one, like I said, an orphaned piece, because there's no connection. And 
but it's still in that same realm. It's really fascinating to you see inside of people's lives. Yes, that's the beauty of photography. There's a saying that um, I heard that uh, um, photography, when it first came out, it made a prisoner of the present moment. Yes, know? yeah. And I think that's a kind of holds true. The other thing we find particularly tantalizing and particularly interesting are the albums and we did get about 10 albums from Peter and we have four of them in the exhibition because the funny thing is that you would expect a whole album of photographs would tell you so much more and yet the makers of albums usually an individual obviously is making that album for very personal reasons very much to be shared um, with family members who already know who the cast of characters are and so often they have even less or seemingly less information in them than you would expect even sometimes on the back of a single photograph. So they really are these uh, mystery objects. And for someone like myself, who's kind of a, a closet mystery book reader, this is really fun to sort of sort out, try and figure out what year it is by the car, by the clothes, um, who these people are, what this family is, where they're from, what their business is. It's really, it's, it's quite, it's quite appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now was there anything that really stands out like as your favorite piece in this particular exhibit? Um, we have so many pieces we love. We actually joke that there's one in every frame that is our favorite. And we often mm -hmm. can re look at an entire frame and the, and the pictures are grouped in frames in some cases with 10 or 12 pictures within a frame. Um, and so it's hard to choose a particular favorite, but one of my favorites is a, is a small photograph just of an arm holding up a fish. So the classic, <laughs> classic fish photograph, it's a fish perch story, or yeah. right. Yeah. But what we love about it is because, because photographs often were meant, were used as sort of proof as authenticating yeah. an experience. This really did happen. See, yeah. I caught this fish. But we love about what we love about that picture. What I love about that picture is that the fish is so tiny. It's you know <laughs> right. this is a very yeah. small trophy, if a trophy. <laughs> um, and so there's some wonderful humor in that. And then the iconic image that opens the exhibition is the husband and wife, probably made in the late 1940s, where their heads are cut off. Yeah. And we kind of jokingly call that Uncle Bob and Aunt Betty. You know that. That somehow the peop the owners, the maker of this picture, knew Aunt Betty and Uncle Bob, and this decapitated, you know, <laughs> picture was enough to remember them, or it was so hard won somehow that it was worth saving and putting in an album. They actually put that in an album. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the sense is that it was kept rather than I mean, it was certainly kept rather than thrown away at the time, and uh, yeah, that something that today would be very quickly swiped off our phone. Um, all these kinds of interesting artifacts. I mean, people today, young people today, probably don't even really know how double exposure even happens hmm. because there's no such thing any longer. Right. So these sorts of photographic artifacts, the very weirdly cropped picture or the, as I said, the solarization or the, the light leaks, these things that people don't even really know what they are unless it's a filter on your uh, Instagram. Now, what do you think will be the future and the way photography is now. Have you ever thought about that? 
I think that really more and more we will be experiencing uh, photographs on screens and rather than as pieces of paper, um, uh, the way these snapshots are experienced. So I think there, that something will be lost in that process. These are now very much historical objects, things that mm -hmm. have um, some people won't even recognize in years to come, won't know about the deckled edge or those borders that as I say, are so nostalgic for me. Um, I'm really not very good at, per, you know, really imagining the future except to say that. But I will say that we are very excited by the idea of thinking about the entire field of photography um, and considering the snapshot as a part of that larger field. That although most of us work on, you know, my my specialty is American modernism, Charles Sheeler, Ansel Adams, oh, yeah. Edward Weston. So, you know, the sort of great, fine, single print. Um, but Sheeler was an artist, not a... He was a painter and a photographer. Oh, I didn't He's much that. less well known yeah. as a photographer. I know everybody's um, by his trains. You know, right, yeah. mm -hmm. right. Um, so a lot of his, photo his paintings were photo-based. But working on that material most of the time, it was good to be reminded that, of course, our field of photography is a field wherein, you know, some huge percentage of the makers of photographs do not consider themselves artists. Mm -hmm. And that really is only true. Uh, this is really the only art form for which this is true. And what does that say about our field? And also, what can we learn from these effects that we're seeing, the look of the snapshot, what is it that got so into our minds and into our um, thinking that by the 1960s and 70s, we begin to see, actually even earlier, 1950s, we begin to see fine art photographers, you know, making those gritty, grainy, weirdly cropped, light-struck pictures that have this power of us and we begin to very quickly think of as as fine art and yet they really do come from the same snapshot aesthetic that you know had gotten into all of our um, heads by then and you know were something we were familiar with um, yeah. I'm just fascinated by how the technology of the handheld camera the idea that we suddenly we the everyday you know we as everyday people could pick up a camera and do so much with it that we could represent ourselves in a certain way that we had this newfound freedom we could shoot steeply upward or downward, all those things that suddenly, you know, we we had a, a whole new way of looking at the world and at each other. Um, I think it, it will, I think looking at this show will get a lot of people excited and inspired to sort of, um, sort of scratch below the surface of what a snapshot really is. Yeah, um, while we were walking through it, the gentleman that came up to you and said, this is amazing. You know, I mean, I'm sure you're getting a we've lot of had comments a couple, by that. We've had a couple of people just today come up to us and say the same thing. It's been really, really yeah. heartening. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thanks so much. And the website for the Boston Museum of Fine Arts is? Um, MFA.org. Um, nice, easy one. Yes. Yes. We are very straightforward. And um, yes, we hope you'll have a look. It's up for a nice long time, up through February of 2016. And um, please come see the show. All right, Karen, thank you very much. It was nice speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast at antiqueauctionforum.com. 
This show was sponsored by Gemmer. Collect and connect at gemmer.com.